Hello and welcome to the CEDA Symposium. I'm Roy Peachy and today I'm joined by Robert Teague, the headmaster of the CEDA School in Croydon. Hi Robert. Hi. So today we're going to be talking about the role of parents in education. Uh, and that might be a bit of a surprise to some people because here we are, two school teachers having a chat, um, and yet we're focusing on, on the role of parents. So what's that all about? One thing which is often overlooked is, is that parents are the first and most important educators of their children. And um, I mean, in one sense, it's very obvious, isn't it, that parents are the first, chronologically the first, educators of their children. But what we mean is, is that they, are, they lead the whole educational project. And um, as I'm sure we'll talk about over the next few minutes, that means reappraising what we mean by educational project. So it goes right to the heart of, of what education is and, and how we go about it. So uh, we can't simply drop off our children at the school gates at the age of five and then leave the schools to get on with it. Well, exactly. And I think that uh, too often we think of education as what happens within the walls of a school. And the first adjustment we have to make is to see education as the sum of what happens in a child's life. And, and uh, parents, it's obvious, play a huge part in those experiences which go to form the, the adult um, from their experiences as a child. So that's, that's quite a radical point you've made there. So here you are, you're a headmaster of a school and you're saying that education is not simply about what goes on in, in school. And yet most mm. people would, would equate education with schooling, that the two yes. are the same thing. Yes, uh, the, the school should play a hugely significant role, of course, and, and um, we're very confident that we have a big influence over the boys in this school. Um, but it's right, the influence of parents is much greater. And um, it's important that parents realise that, and it's important also that schools realise that, so that they can see their role clearly in, in the context of that wider educational project. I mean, the phrase partnership with parents is used by just about every school nowadays. It's become quite fashionable to talk about it. And I think um, often what it means in practice is that schools will try and co-opt parents into the mission of the school. And I think we need to turn that round, and this is what we try and do at the Cedars, as you know, and, and other schools like this, so that rather than co-opting parents into our educational mission, we see ourselves as, as playing a part which has been delegated to us by a child's parents in, in that wider educational project, which aims not just at achieving good exam results, but beyond that, helping a child to grow into a, a fine young man or young woman, the best possible version of themselves. And I remember first coming across this idea when, when we were looking for a school for our, our daughter. And um, it's quite a stressful time trying to find yes. that school. And we, we weren't quite convinced we got the, the right answer anywhere. And then we went to a, a sister school of this mm. one and um, wandering around a school, which seemed pretty much like any other school except for the fact that we, we got talking to one of the parents there who explained mm. the philosophy behind it. Um, and this idea that parents were the, the first educators of their children or the primary educators of their children or the first and foremost educators of their children, however you want to phrase it, mm. was completely new to us, completely revolutionary. Mm. And suddenly everything seemed to make sense yeah. um, because we weren't simply going to be handing over our daughter to this school and letting them get on with it there was a, a real genuine sense that the school was going to be working with us and listening to us. There was this genuine partnership mm. going to be uh, happening over the years. And I think that's, that's tremendously exciting. Mm. And I suppose 
There's another side to it, though, that uh, if you think that, I remember reading in another book that everything a parent does with his or her child is education. Yes. And if you think about it that way, on the one hand, that's incredibly liberating. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, it could be slightly terrifying. Yes. <laughs> uh, because you realise what an enormous responsibility uh, you've got. Mm. Um, but it's, it's fundamental, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. It, it, it is liberating and terrifying, I agree. I, I, but I, th- I think the, I, I can remember a similar epiphany in my life, but it's helpful for parents, but it's also helpful for schools, because once schools appreciate this, it helps to clarify their mission. And I think we've seen over the last few years the, the growth of the character school movement. And I, th- I think that it's very easy to get sidetracked by aims that are, that are perfectly worthy in themselves, but, but actually dissipate the, the, the focus of a school. And I think that an appreciation of the role of parents and, and how and the part that schools play in that parent-led educational project helps to helps a school to see that it is an academic institution, but that it's doing things in such a way that supports what parents are doing. So, um, so schools exist obviously for the academic. They don't they don't exist to to impart character. That's not their reason to be. But everything we do has to be done with an eye on, on developing character in a way that will support what parents are doing. So that in and through the ordinary stuff of school life, we should be helping our pupils to grow in virtue by helping them through the routines and through individual encouragement and through all the other aspects of school life. We should be helping our pupils to become more virtuous and, and to acquire good habits that will reinforce what parents are developing exactly the same way through the ordinary stuff of, of daily life in the home. Great. And uh, just to clarify there, when you talk about students growing in virtue, again, mm. this may not be language many people are, are familiar sure. with. What, yeah. what do you mean by that in practice? We can go back to Aristotle and, and, and his virtues. Let's go back to Aristotle. <laughs> you can never go wrong. We, we see the virtues essentially as important for human flourishing. So that virtues, virtues are habits, but they're habits which enable us to, to act well, to live well in particular situations. So they're habits in the sense that they're acquired through repetition. We can't have a virtue without practicing it. They're practical things. I mean, at schools like this, we, we consciously try to develop those virtues. We have a different focus on a particular virtue every two or three weeks, and it's something that we, we highlight during assemblies and, and particularly through the tutorial program. But essentially, the virtues are there to, to help pupils to live well, uh, to love God and to love other people. And of course, this is what every parent wants, and parents are, are working on building up these these good habits, these these virtues in in daily life. It's yeah, it's something that would be they may not use the language, but it's something mm. that's very familiar from those early years and and, and continue right through. Yes, I, I think it's something all parents want to see in their children. I mean, nobody wants uh, their child to to lack integrity or sincerity or generosity. Yes. Um, they, these are fairly universal things that we all want in our children. Great. And I suppose it's fairly important that we get across the idea here that this is not some uh, private view of ourselves. We've hmm. this is this is this idea that parents are the, the first educators of their children, the primary educators of their children, is absolutely central to uh, to Catholic Church teaching, hmm. um, and yet perhaps not that well known. There's yeah. this wonderful sentence in the Catechism which says, "The role of parents in education is of such importance that it is almost impossible." To provide an adequate substitute 
Mm. That's quite an astounding Powerful. statement. Yeah. The role of parents in education is of such importance that it's almost impossible to provide an adequate substitute. And then for uh, those of you, I'm sure you, Robert, who, <coughs> who read the Code of Canon Law, um, <laughs> there's, a, there's another wonderful sentence which talks about the relative roles of, of parents and teachers. Uh, and it says, there must be the closest cooperation between parents and the teachers to whom they entrust their children to be educated. In fulfilling their task, teachers are to collaborate closely with the parents and willingly listen to them. So as, as teachers, we need to collaborate, really work with um, parents. Mm. And we need to do that willingly. It's, uh, and it's yeah. so easy to think that school's no best. Yes. And, yes. and yet we've got to listen to parents as well. It's a, yeah. it's a very much two-way process. Mm. Mm. Yes, yeah, so every child in a, in a school is a joint project between parents and teachers. And that project is led, in each case, by the parents. Great. So... There's more to school than exam results, but the exam yes. results still matter. Of course. And parents are there to work with the teachers. The teachers are there to work with the parents. It's a genuine partnership. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. I think that's probably enough for today. We're going to keep our podcast relatively short so we don't tax the patients of our uh, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much, Robert. Thank you. And we'll look forward to you tuning in again for our next Cedar Symposium podcast. Thank you very much for listening.